Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Thank you for joining me again here at Mike Strategies. As you know, Tony Smith here, Vice President of the Mike Ferry Organization, and I am thrilled today to bring another strategy your direction. And the strategy I want to have you consider today is for you to really think about, in the real estate business, becoming a listing agent primarily versus a buyer's agent. Okay, now don't take it the wrong way right from the beginning. We're not saying never work with buyers. But the strategy that Mike has been trying to enforce for years and years and years is to have you understand all the benefits and the advantages of you building your career based around the listing side of the business. And there's a, there's a reason that so many agents automatically and sometimes repeatedly gravitate back to the buyer side of the business. Buyer sales require a fraction of the skills that becoming a great listing agent require. And buyers show up and they almost always appear like they're going to be some immediate source of income. You know, you get a phone call that comes in and, hey, we found this uh, property, we want to buy it. Boy, it sure sounds like an instant source of income. So it's kind of a trap in the, in the growth of your company, the growth of your career, in, in the profession you've chosen, is that the buyer side of the business doesn't require much skill and it always seems like fast money. Well, quite the opposite is true and it's been proven over and over and over again in the real estate world that we all know that the buyer side of the deal uh, typically takes longer than if you learn how to become a great listing agent. And there's also so many pitfalls in it. There's, there's the buyer, you know, going to buy from somebody else. There's the, you know, goes to an open house right after you get done showing them property all day long and they go buy that property and then they call you and say, well, we bought one, right? There's no real connection, real solid agreement there for the most part. So Mike Ferry Strategies wants to have you start considering this this duality between how much of my business is going to be listing sold versus buyer sales. And we strongly recommend that you start working towards 70% of your business coming from listing sold and 30% of your business coming from buyer sales. And it's completely okay if you're listening to this podcast right now and if you're listening and you go, geez, I've got almost all of my business is buyer sales right now. It's okay. You've got to start considering gravitating towards this ratio at some point in your career. And there's so many advantages to it and things to consider when it comes to making this decision. And trust me, I do not take this lightly. I understand that this is a big decision you have to make. The hardest part of our time as coaches and as uh, the vice president of the company and seeing real estate in a big window is is seeing agents go through this trauma of working with a bunch of buyers and then trying to commit to becoming a listing agent. It's not happening fast enough, so they get drawn back to a couple more buyers. And it's so hard to watch an agent over a 5, 10, 15 year career 
never really achieving nearly what they could, never reaching some of the financial goals or the production goals or the, you know, being noticed or recognized goals because of this vacillation back and forth between being a buyer's agent or a listing agent. So I'm going to ask, this would be a strategy. If Mike was here today and he was sitting with us, he'd say, I want you to devise a strategy that's going to have you move to becoming primarily a listing agent, 70%, okay? And I want to go through some thoughts today that's going to maybe help you solidify that quest to do that. I know we don't know each other face-to-face. Uh, -face. Some of you we, I know really well that might be listening, but the truth is you have to maybe trust in the fact that with 45 years of experience from Mike Ferry and his ability to get hundreds and hundreds and thousands of agents to become great listing agents, we have so much proof that this is the right path to take for longevity, for profitability, for peace of mind, for time, all of it. So you're going to have to trust in the process first, right? Um, but let's take a, a, this, this is the way I spelled it out. What are the advantages of you spending the next three to five years learning to become a top producer and a great listing agent and listing a minimum of 50 plus homes per year and closing a minimum of 50 plus transactions per year? Let's take a look for a minute today at the advantages. So I want to stop here. For you, I don't know where you stand in your business right now, but let's just imagine for a second, listing 50 properties per year and having 50 closed transactions per year. How much for you would that represent in income for you? You know, we know that the average real estate agent in America today makes, what, uh, $40,000 or something like that. The numbers are, are, are really substantially lower than everyone would like, right? But let's just say for the simplicity of math, let's say that your average commission was ten grand. okay? If you can learn how to list 50 properties and have 50 closed transactions, we're talking about half a million dollars a year in income. And I know for many, many, many agents, that would sound really great as a good income to have fun with your family, support your family, achieve uh, financial goals and retirement goals. Some of you listening would not like the decrease in pay. And so you want to talk about numbers a lot greater than 50 closed transactions a year. And I can appreciate that, okay? But I want to have us revisit the advantages. So let's look at some of the advantages of becoming a listing agent doing 50 deals a year. You will build a much more predictable, duplicatable, and consistent income. One of the greatest advantages of becoming a strong listing agent is the whole concept of predictable, duplicatable, and consistent income, which is so much different than the real estate industry kind of behaves at times. Um, when can you predict your next paycheck? I don't know. I'm in sales. Um, how, how duplicatable was that buyer call-in? Can you sit and, and, and predict the next time a buyer is going to call you and say, come look at a home? It's not very predictable, is it? And then there's this inconsistent part. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched a dolphin in the ocean swim, but dolphins in the ocean, they go up and down, up and down out of the water. And, you know, when a boat does that, it's called porpoising for the reason of the way a dolphin swims. And real estate, for the most part, 
most realtors experience porpoising, which is their business goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. And it's such a traumatic way to run your life. There's no consistency. Gosh, kids and, and honey, I have lots of sales and I have some great income this month. Oh, I haven't been paid in three months. Oh, wow, I had a closing. I got a big $12,000 commission check. I haven't had a check since. That kind of stuff is just really frustrating. So the first major advantage of becoming a listing agent is flattening out that porpoising. Okay? The second major advantage of becoming a listing agent is you develop skills that will last a lifetime. The skills required to find great motivated sellers, pre-qualify those sellers, book appointments to go see those sellers, put on a really solid formal listing presentation, handle the objections that they're always going to give you, get a signature on the contract and walk back with an agreement, a commitment, a contract from a seller that you're going to be able to help them get their home sold. That is, those skills last a lifetime. And so you have to appreciate having all that built where you build that skill set. And then all you do is keep working on it a little all the time. You don't have to rebuild it over and over and over again. Okay. The third reason I've written down why you might want to become a solid listing agent. Okay. You'll develop a lot more repeat and referral business from your database. One of the advantages of being a great listing agent is the repeat and referral business that you get from a database. Right? You know, you, you become really known as a great listing agent that gets the job done. That is a very common thing that one seller wants to refer their friend to you to go ahead and list their home and get it sold too. You know, in the buyer world, buyers tend to not be as solid of a referring source for, for more buyers. They kind of have this belief that, you know, pick an agent, go have them show you homes. Hopefully the service is great. Get in the home. That's awesome. But we could have picked many choices. We could have picked any agent and had them do it. Where if you become a great listing agent with a solid skill set, their clients tend to say, you've got to call this agent and have them help you sell your home too. They did a great job for me. So you're going to develop that repeat and referral business from your database, right? Very solid reason why you want to become a listing agent. The next point that I jotted down for you today is becoming a solid listing agent will dramatically reduce the chance of the market changing having an effect on you. Okay, now follow me through with this. Our markets go up and down, up and down, up and down. Here we are in, the, in, in December of 2020, and we've been on the back of what, six, seven, eight, nine years for some people of a really strong seller's market. Well, markets are bound to go up and down. And if you're in this career for any length of time, you certainly understand cycles. Anybody that's been selling real estate for 5, 10, 15 years remembers the years of 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We remember that big trough where the market dropped dramatically. Well, as a listing agent, you learn how to list properties and you, you can literally not have these big fluctuations up and down as markets go up and down. People always want to sell. Yes, does their uh, degree of motivation change? Uh, yes, do you sometimes have a lot of listings that you have to take to get one to sell, price reductions, all those things in a down market. 
but you also can appreciate the fact that there are always people selling and it reduces that up and down. I don't know about you, but it is, it is really an uncomfortable thing to make a lot of money in real estate and then give it all back. And boy, have we sure seen a lot of agents do that. You know, things are flying high, they're selling properties, buyers everywhere, they're making a lot of money, and then the market goes down, a market cycle happens, and watch them give the money back? That is really hard to watch. You want to become a listing agent to avoid that. Okay. The next thing that you need to consider as this strategy of being a listing agent is listing agents tend to have an ability to have this strong mindset. Okay, A solid listing agent understands the, that they have the skill. They learn to understand how to generate the leads for listings. They understand that they have a contract which a contract is, you know, I've got six months uh, under contract to sell Bob and Mary's house. That contract reduces the anxiety, the emotions, the drama, all the things that go on. And so listing agents tend to maintain a stronger mindset longer and more often. I put a little note down as a strong listing agent. You'll be able to develop more business on command. Okay. Listing agents learn how to find people that want to sell, pre-qualify them, present to them, get them listed, and get them sold. You can do that on command versus buyers where you're oftentimes in a waiting game. Well, I hope somebody calls on the sign today. Well, I, you know, I hope somebody shows up on the internet and says they want to buy a home, right? A strong listing agent can literally go and generate business on command. You have to really ask yourself if you've been in that position for any length of time as a real estate agent. It's a lot more fun to be there than going, I sure hope another commission check comes to me sometime soon. Okay. Uh, being a strong listing agent means that you'll no longer have to fully depend on buyers. Boy, depending on a buyer today, why is that so uncomfortable? Because they're being pulled in so many directions, right? Uh, a, list, a seller has one track mind. I have my agent. I'm under contract. I want them to do a good job, get my home sold so I can move along. Okay. A buyer. Well, I want to buy in this neighborhood or that neighborhood. I'm not, I'm thinking about this price range or that price range. How much am I qualified for? Uh, who should I work with the listing agent or should I just go find my own independent agent? You know, they've got all these things. It's been proven that the average buyer is working or talking to several agents during the whole process. If you're a listing agent, they're working with you under contract. So you are no longer dependent on that whole side of, of the buyer world. If you become a strong listing agent and you learn how to uh, list 50 properties a, a year, you'll stop looking for the magic formulas and the magic answers. Those things will all start to kind of disappear we, we know one thing for sure. The agents that tend to work with mostly buyers also tend to look for magic answers, right? What's the next magic pill I can take to get more buyers my way? When you develop the skills, you develop the system and the structure for listing property, you stop looking for those magic answers, right? Okay. You have to really consider a lot of the magic answers and magic formulas that pop up over time, right? Social media and some of the website stuff and all these things. A lot of times they're directed down the buyer road versus the seller road. Another thing you want to consider, 
to as a strategy to become a listing agent versus a buyer's agent. Okay? If you spend the next three to five years becoming a great listing agent, you can literally wipe out your negative past experiences in real estate. You can put yourself on a path with consistent income, consistent growth, a strong skill set, a strong mindset, and pretty soon you won't sit around the water cooler talking about, oh my gosh, last year was horrible. I can't believe that buyer pulled out for me at the end and, and canceled the deal. I was up till eight o'clock at night showing the buyer and the next day they called me and said that they had bought from somebody else. Uh, all of that stuff is just those negative past experiences. Most often the negative past experience is around a buyer and a lot less around a seller. Another thing you might want to consider when it comes to becoming a listing agent. The more business you do, the more your money you make, which brings you more business, which keeps you thinking bigger. So listing agents tend to go on this cycle. In MFO, we ask a lot of our coaching clients, a lot of people that we coach directly, we ask them, you should be able to grow your business at 20 to 25% a year, year after year after year. So that means that every five years you could double your income. That is so hard to do working with buyers and so much more predictable and so much uh, more likely for you to do if you learn how to work with sellers. Well, I listed six properties this year. I learned how to list 14 the following. I learned how to list 22. I learned how to list 60. And, it, and there's this whole process that goes on where you literally can see this uh, growth that builds upon growth. And that helps you think bigger, right? We know that when you're a listing agent, you tend to not have those snapbacks with your mindset. Oh, geez, back to square one, right? The other thing I had written down about this, stress. Boy, the stress that comes along with the buyer side of the deal versus the seller side of the deal. Why? Because the biggest emotional part of it is on the buyer side. What about my financing? They're asking for more paperwork. What about this physical inspection? Should I have even bought this home in the first place? Gosh, I, maybe we should second guess our, our decision. The water heater is bad. Should we fight for that? All that emotion and that drama and that, that side, both good and bad, right? Buyers are, are excited and ecstatic, you know, getting into the first home and all that. But the stress that comes in the deal... You have to consider um, how often a seller backs out of a transaction versus how often a buyer changes their mind, okay? It very rarely does, you know, a lot less often does a seller say, I'm not selling it anymore. Yes, it happens, but it, it's so much less frequent that a seller says, I've changed my mind, let's pull away from this thing, cancel the deal, versus a buyer because of all the options they have. And then the last point I wrote down for today's time that we're spending in your quest, I'm hoping, I'm hoping by now you're literally sitting here listening to this podcast going, I am going to become one of the best listing agents out there. I'm going to learn how to list 50 homes and sell 50 homes and take it 20, 25% a year, year after year and grow my company. I'm hoping you're thinking that right now, okay? The last point I wrote down with this is you to consider as a listing agent there's a much better overall experience for your clients, which brings you more business. The experience, right? It's because it's manageable. There's, there's a set of rules, right? 
Um, and because that's so manageable, for the most part, you can have a much better experience with your clients on the listing side of the transaction. So if you really see this long term, so here we are. It's easy to go down the buyer road because it seems like it's fast money. It's been proven if you go down the buyer road and you stay down the buyer road, it's very hard for you to do a lot of volume of business and your business goes up and down, up and down. It's been proven. At the same time, you've got to somehow break away from that and become a great listing agent. So I'm cons- I want to have you maybe consider this thought for yourself. As we exit the year 2020 and move into the year 2021, would this be the year that you're going to finally become the listing agent you've always wanted to be? I think this is the year for you. I know Mike Ferry would, know- would want you to do it. I know your family and your friends would say you deserve it. This should be the year that you finally make that decision to become a world-class listing agent. What's involved? You're going to have to learn the skills. You're going to have to learn how to develop leads and find leads to go out and present to. It has more of the the skill set, the business side of it has to take place versus the, I'm a realtor, let's get buyers and start running around in my car. I would like to think that you're going to go in this direction. I hope this strategy helps for you and helps you understand it. Uh, In future podcasts, we will talk about strategies about how to list more property because that's what we do here at MFO. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate the opportunity. We look forward to having you come back over and over again on future podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.